Welcome to Hi Food, I'm Home, the podcast where food psychology coach and work emotions expert Laura Lloyd teaches you how to unlearn overeating after work, lose weight without dieting, and diminish your binges using her cognitive, behavioral, and hypnotherapy method. Hello, hardworking woman. Welcome to Hi Food, I'm Home. This season is going to really explode your mind about how our work lives are having this huge knock-on effect on how we're eating. And if you're overeating right now, if you're eating when you're not even hungry or just to feel better, if you're plowing on through first course into seconds and thirds, getting really full at dinner time, if you're munching all evening, snacking, waking up in the night eating, overeating your face off after work, you are not alone. You're in the right place. And if you've got weight to lose or you need to stop binge eating, this is stuff I help people with all the time. I'm Laura Lloyd. I'm a food psychology coach, a weight loss life coach. I deal with all of the things in our emotional lives. And let's face it, work is a huge part of our emotional lives that make us want to eat so that we actually deal with the emotions as well as learning a new relationship with food and a new way of changing our habits and dealing with our urges around food. So this season is going to be amazing for you. You've got so much going on. We're going to be dealing with the big questions that my clients ask me all the time. Stuff like, why can't I stop overeating? How the heck does anyone lose weight without an actual diet? Why can't I stop binging, even though I promise myself I'll start over? How can I begin again? I've lost my weight, I regained it, and now I feel so ashamed and disappointed with myself and depressed. I don't know how to restart. When will my eating ever become easy? And can my relationship with food, when it's been through so many bad patches in my life, ever be healed? These are really important questions and we're going to address them one at a time. We're also going to look at some of those kind of weak points, what people might call a witching hour of the day, where you always throw all of your good intentions out the window that moment when you've picked up your kids or you just get home from work through the door and you go straight to the cupboard. That moment after dinner, when dinner should have finished and you're hoovering up leftovers. That moment when you sit down to watch some Netflix and it's like me time. Let's look at some of those moments and really go into detail about why they present us eaters and overeaters with so many challenges. Now, this season is a real journey because I want you to come into my world and get to know me, both as a coach, but also as somebody who coaches herself on her overeating all of the time. I'm still discovering ways in which my brain would like me to keep overeating. I was a binge eater and I will tell you much more of my story as we go through, but today... I really want to just give you what you need, which is a place to start. And this is the question that I get asked so, so much. How do I begin? Where do I start? 
So although in this season we're going to be in a lot of different physical places, mostly up in my shed at the top of my garden. We live in Cornwall and we built a house here up a hillside in a in a little village. Cornwall, by the way, if you're in another country, Cornwall is like quite a unique place really. It's the very bottom left-hand triangle bit of the British Isles with the sea on both sides very near to both sides of the peninsula. It's quite countrysidey and very, very beautiful. And I came to live here because I grew up not far away and I wanted to be able to get in the sea a bit more often because it puts a smile on my face to do so. So we're going to be talking a lot from my cabin. You can come into the chaos of my kitchen sometimes. I might take you even inside my saucepan cupboard where I once stuck my head and screamed at the top of my voice. That was an absolute parenting low. And you're going to come with me sometimes up into the woods behind my house or for a walk around the village if we need a little bit of peace and quiet. And uh, today we're going somewhere a bit unusual as well. You'll find out where in a minute. So let's start by meeting somebody important. My body. I'm in the toilet cubicle at the swimming pool. It's a local hotel. The decor is very nice. It's grey with wall lights. There's a couple of rattan chairs and a wonderful set of mirrors with hair dryers. The pool itself is quite plain. I've got my flip-flops on and a new swimming costume. Now, you might be thinking, hold on a minute, this is a podcast about why we overeat after work. What's Laura doing in a hotel? I've decided today to get out of my workspaces, out of my cabin, out of my home and come somewhere where I come for leisure. And that's because work is so distracting. Food is everywhere. So I think it's really great to come somewhere and get a bit of perspective and really like, you know, take a bit of inventory of the damage that even trying really, really hard to get this podcast out to you has put on me as I have put pressure on myself to make it excellent, brilliant and mind-blowingly amazing, my usual pattern. I mean, when I'm working, I have a couple of patterns that really affect my overeating. One is saying to myself, fuck it, it doesn't matter as long as I get the work done. One is getting overtired, staying up really late and then using that as a justification for eating sugar because it'll, you know, give me energy. And um, having extra caffeine, my cocoa habit has gone through the ceiling. Is anybody else mad out there who has resorted to cocoa to try and get their buzz? So I've come here to the hotel to just sort of take stock, but also try and just start from a slightly more neutral inventory than just like, oh my God, I hate myself. Now I'm in the shower cubicle so I can see what I look like in my new swimming costume. I've put the swimming hat on and, I mean, nobody, not even us model looks great in a swimming hat. I'm shocked by how my body looks in this swimming costume. There's no waist. 
what used to be a waist, like the thinnest part of me is my ribs. I've put on so much weight around my belly and my hips, my thighs. They're just wide, I mean. And you know what? My face looks like a sort of big, round, puffy fruit because I haven't taken my makeup off, so I've still got blusher on. Let's try standing up straight and see if it helps. Well, my swimming costume is making me feel quite tucked in. But when I look down at my flip-flops, I can't see my knees, let alone my, my foo-foo. I'm having two conversations in my head. One is, you've got so fat, you've got so fat. Look at you. Look at this fat here. Look at this belly. Okay, I'll suck it in as far as I can. I can see the tops of my thighs. I haven't had a belly like this since I was pregnant. That's one conversation. And it's not slagging me off. It's not saying you're a piece of shit. It's not saying you're gross, you're disgusting, you're so fat. Well, it might be saying you're so fat, actually. But what it is saying is just like a reminder. Hey, I just don't want you to forget you, you got fat on your body. Toot toot. Hey. And then there's another voice in me. One that I've only started to use recently, which is a very deliberate voice, and it says, I refuse to criticise myself. But in this new swimming costume, I also feel a little bit excited to watch myself change, because I can see a vision of myself in this swimming costume. It's lighter. And I'd love to put my hands on my hips and for that to be my waist. To have feeling tone across my stomach. And when I swim, I can feel there's some stomach muscles under there. And that's kind of reassuring that they're there to feel them stretch. Let's go out and see what the pool's like. There's a jacuzzi little bubble bath here. And a couple of swimmers in the water. A big banana palm and another kind of palm that's more frondy. I mean, a big one, like one and a half times my height in each corner and a couple of deck chairs. Two swimmers, also in swimming hats, really going for it. Well, that's nice. Feels like I'm not the only person here for a sporty swim. And a guy in the changing rooms who's much, much, much larger than I am. When I see people who are even larger than me, looking after themselves, taking time to be with their bodies, I feel so inspired by that. If they can do it, so can I. If I can do it, so can they. If I can do it, so can you. And if you're doing it, I'm doing it with you. I wish I could record down underwater. I wish I could show you the turquoise of the tiles, how the surface looks from underneath, the way the light does that uh, square kind of ripple to immerse myself in that blue space and then come up. So like living under and then breathing above, living under 
and breathing a bath, how it feels to be fully immersed in my own life for a moment, to be fully wet. It's like all of my habits with food, all of my overeating and my over drinking of caffeine, my looking for little pleasures and habits and Netflixing and all the things that I do. It's all a way of holding back from presence, as if presence would be so scary, as if presence in my life, being alive in this moment would would be the rawest thing. And yet I, I feel sometimes just tremendous grief. When I was in a coaching call this morning, I had it again, that wave of grief at the years that I've spent, as if I'm on the edge of the swimming pool all the time, waiting to plunge in. And every now and then I do take a dip. And I think this is great, the water's good in here. Why don't I stay here? And then I and then I get out and I withdraw. go into my towels on the side, become an onlooker in my life instead of a fully drenched, fully bedraggled, rosy-cheeked, glowing, breathing participant in it. Mm, That's it, Chickpea. Can you give yourself some of that gentle self-responsibility, curiosity, not shame, self-responsibility, not blame? Everything you've tried and learned has brought you here. Do you know how you've got here? Have you been overeating, eating when you're not hungry, making yourself feel better with food? Have you been plowing on past satisfied? Do you know yet why you've eaten more food than your body needs? I'll be helping you find out over the next episodes. But chickpea, it's really easy to think that And well, if I don't use food as reward, then I need pampering. I need a jacuzzi. I need a spa day. That's not really it. What we really need, what we really want is someone to tell us we did good. And that comes down to cultivating a voice inside that encourages and acknowledges your efforts. But for most of us, it's the critical voice that would like us to be different. That's the one that we hear most clearly. But can you today just feel really nakedly honest without shaming yourself? Just like a journalist is curious or a detective. Can you just rest in that awareness that it's only you who's put food in your mouth each day and that your eating might feel beyond your control, but it's definitely your own responsibility. And the beautiful thing is you haven't stopped wanting to find out why. Everything you've tried and learnt has brought you here to this moment and you're not starting something new. You're just continuing your journey from this moment. So if you can this week, find some way to spend some quality time with yourself and with your body. Find some way to be with you. Now I mentioned that all of my personal random eating was reward-based, right? Well, next episode come back because let's look at why I feel like I need a reward. And yes, it's because I'm striving for success. But you've spent a lot of time with me and my body this session. Next session, we're going to talk more about you because I'm guaranteeing it. I would put money on it. I would eat my hat and it is fluffy and would get stuck in my throat if it was not the case that the hidden reason why you have not stopped overeating yet is because you are striving so hard, working so hard in your work life. Come and join me for the next episode. It's all going to make sense. And stay on till the end. I've got a lovely little relaxing 
meditation for you. Okay, you came on that journey with me and I thank you. Now I want to ask one thing from you. Before you go, please find the place where you can give this a star rating. Give me some stars and write me a review. Seriously, thank you. Now I know I said we do hypnosis every time, but we're not going to go straight in with hypnosis this time. This is just a simple mindfulness meditation. You probably already have the skills, so just relax. And I want you to be really safe with yourself. If you're listening to this while you're driving, press pause when we get to those last five minutes and save them for later. Whatever you're doing, make sure that you are safe. And if you really feel like closing your eyes and relaxing, then that's great. Just make sure you've turned the hob off. And if you're out for a jog, you're not going to run into any lampposts. You do you. So just sinking into your body. Turning the spotlight of your attention inwards. And noticing how your body is breathing all by itself. Whilst my voice talks to you, your attention can also be on the rise and fall of the breath in your chest, in your belly. Breath is beautiful because we can feel it and hear it. If I look down on my chest, I can see it too. If we're outdoors and it's a fresh day, we can smell the fresh air. And that refreshing taste, we can almost feel it in our mouth. My body is here for me. I have a body. I have a human body. It's alive. I'm alive. my body or I pay attention to my body, the reason I do it is just to feel more alive, just to have that real, raw, visceral experience of being alive and having a body that lives, breathes, eats, smells, feels. My body has all the senses I need. My body is good enough for this moment. My body is the vehicle of my experience. It allows me to live in the world 
my body is marvelous at breathing, at living, at feeling all the sensations of emotions. While my life goes on all by itself and my mind carries on all by itself, my body carries on living all by itself. Me and my body are on the same team. I am the keeper of my body. I am the one who has loyalty and allegiance to it. I'm here for my body and I care for myself. I love having a marvellous human body.